Chris Merrill, Joe Heisinga. It's the Chris and Joe Show. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News. Happy President's Day, Joe Heisinga. Happy President's Day, Chris. Yeah. Is there a proper greeting for that? Hail to the chief. Chief I, Joe Heisinga. I think it's just welcome to Monday, buddy. All right. Well, welcome to Monday. Uh, happen to be reading the Republic here over the weekend because uh, I didn't have anything else to do. And uh, saw an article. I, I've kind of been waiting for this article to come out for a while. Ever since the Gilbert Goon case pops, right? We're here. Largely affluent white kids attacking largely affluent white kids in a largely affluent white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair description? Yeah. It's good. It's a whole good. lot of white going on. At one point, I thought it was all affluent white kids. But then I was listening to um, an interview that Gatos had, I think it was late last year, where he talked with one of the parents. And she says, no, it's not. It's not all white kids, but it's mostly white kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the first arrest come out. And I don't know, was this early January, late December, whatever it was, the first arrests come out in the case, and it's... Um, Christopher Fantastic. Christopher Fantastic. What a weird name. Happened to be an African-American guy. Black guy. And I'm like, oh, look, they found the one black guy who might be involved in this, and he's the first one that gets arrested. And I thought, that's strange. How did they find him? Hmm. And so I thought, since most of us believed for the longest time, that this was largely affluent white kids attacking largely affluent white kids. How is it that the first arrest they make is this black guy who's, what was he, 18, 19 years old? I mean, basically a kid. 18 or 19. He's not a minor, but he's still a black kid, right? Mm-hmm. With a giant afro, mm-hmm. right? And I thought, huh. I mean, you say giant. It, it didn't strike me as like, you know, something that you'd see in a cartoon or something like that. But yeah, he's a black guy with, with an afro. Okay, but there's the there's the tight Noah Trevor Trevor Noah uh, afro, right? And little, then a little and, bigger. And this was more like a '70s type afro. Okay, is that fair? I or think that's a bit of a stretch, but I don't think you're early '80s I don't afro. Think then? You're being insensitive. Okay, all right, just the same. Mm-hmm. Young black guy yeah. gets arrested, the first one, and then uh, the next person that's arrested is a young Hispanic man, Aris Arredondo. Huh. I saw the videos of the attacks. Saw the videos of the Preston Lloyd murder. By the way, these two have not been charged in the Preston Lloyd uh, homicide. Preston, Lord, thank you. I apologize. Uh, They've not been charged in the Preston Lord homicide, Mm -hmm. right? But I've seen I've seen the videos. We don't know anybody from. We know that charges were recommended for Uh a number of people in the Preston Lord attack, but we don't know who any of those people are or were at this point. But I've seen, I've seen, it's mostly white kids mm-hmm. running around. No. no arrests in the, the Preston Lord homicide. Got a few arrests in some of the other uh, Gilbert Goons attacks. But the first ones that they trot out are people of color. And I thought, huh, well, that's interesting, isn't it? It is. And then finally, I mean, it took a while. I've talked about this. You and I have talked about this before we started doing the show together. Uh, Daniel Gonzalez from The Republic writes an article. It says, Gilbert Goon's gang is mostly white. Why were teens of color among early arrests? And I think that's the headline is what a lot of us were thinking. Did it cross your mind? Be honest. You're a middle-aged white guy. Did it cross your mind like, huh, this doesn't exactly follow what the narrative that we had heard about this? I don't remember... Aris Arredondo's mugshot being trotted out there, but no. I do remember Christopher Fantastic. It was everywhere. Being like the first one. And 
the thought that went through my head was similar to yours. It was like, huh, hmm. I thought these were described as mostly rich white kids. And you're showing me the picture of a black guy who you say is part of the Gilbert Coons. Yeah. Or who I'm supposed to believe is part of the Gilbert Coons. I guess he did not self-identify himself as a goon. So on the 10th of January, Gilbert police confirmed Christopher Fantastic, 18, black, had been arrested. Right. Hours later, they confirmed three more people were arrested. Mm-hmm. Well, this must be all the white kids that were involved in the beating. Remember, the beating had to do with the, the Keener kid, right? At the In-N-Out Burger. Brass who, knuckles, I, back of the head. And the first person he identified was a 16-year-old white kid whose mother was a step... Uh, his stepmother, excuse me, was a principal. She was not a step principal. She was a real principal, but a stepmother. She was a principal at a Gilbert Elementary School. Mm-hmm. We talked about her extensively last week. So he says, that guy is one of the attackers. Police bring him in and they go, hey, hey um, you've been identified as one of the attackers. He goes, whoa, 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 wasn't me. It's a couple of black guys and a, couple, and a Mexican kid. Mm-hmm. And the police go, all right, thank you very much. We'll track down this lead. Appreciate that. Ignoring what the victim himself said, they've sort of said, well, we don't have any other evidence. So this, oh, guy, said it, this guy said it was two black guys and a, and a Mexican kid. So we're going to go with that. So you said ignoring what? What the suspect said? Ignoring what the victim said? What the victim said. And he was identifying the... 16-year-old white kid. Correct. The 16-year-old white kid Who supposedly might have plotted the attack to some degree. Don't know exactly what the details are on that. took the aggressive stance out there, all that. Uh, We've been over a bunch of times. The only thing we didn't catch on video was that kid swinging. Yes. Right. That's the only thing we didn't catch. Even though the victim said, no, he hit me. But a couple black guys and... And a Mexican kid, they said. And a Latino, yep. So, of the of the first four arrests, Christopher Fantastic, 18. Mm-hmm. Eris Arredondo, who you just noted, uh, Latino, 18. And I believe the others, the reason we haven't seen mugshots of them is they were under the age of 18. And typically, you know, you don't they get don't to see a mugshot that. unless they're charged as an adult. Which, in this case, Two they juveniles. They haven't identified any sort of nationality on that one or race. So, we've got black guy, Fantastic. Latino, R.S. Arredondo. Uh-huh. And then another adult, 19-year-old uh, De Leon Haynes, who is black, and a 17-year-old juvenile, who, again, race not identified, mm-hmm. later arrested in January for the same August 18th attack, also on suspicion of assault and robbery. So you've got black guy, Latino guy, two juveniles, unknown. Then they come back and they make more arrests, and they get another black guy and another juvenile, again, race unknown. Mm-hmm. The only people identified here are people of color. Hmm. And yet we're, we're told huh. the, oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? But we're told that the, the common through line in these stories is that the suspects are going to be white, rich, privileged kids for the most part. Yeah. But the arrests don't reflect that. At all. At all. So I've seen the videos. You've seen the videos. We can identify a lot of young white kids that are involved in that. So I don't think this is a situation where the media just got everything wrong from the beginning. Because we can see with our own lying eyes, look, there's a bunch of white kids involved. We may also see some of the, the, the people of color involved in that. It's just interesting that Gilbert's first arrest happened to be the people of color, not the throngs of white kids involved. Mm-hmm. Preston Lord, homicide, seven referrals for arrest, no arrest made. Video evidence of what's going on there. Pretty horrific video evidence of what happened with Preston Lord. No arrests. 
Is it wrong to even ask the question about race? I don't know how you can tap dance around it without addressing the issue. And I'm a little concerned that the Gilbert PD are sort of saying, well, how dare you even ask us? Uh, They're kind of pointing the finger in some other directions again. Weird. Uh, Let me guess. It's the victim's fault for naming not the person that they wanted to arrest to start with. Well, in this case, they're saying it's Maricopa County sheriffs. They're the ones who released the photos, not them. It's not their fault. It's the sheriff's department's fault for having the photos released, which is state law. How dare they? So what's the why, then, behind arresting people of color first in the goons case? And it's a question a lot of us have been asking since we saw the very first mugshot. Joe has a theory. I have a theory. They don't disagree, but they're not the same. You'll find out what those are next. It's Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News. The Chris and Joe Show. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. Let that roll. I like that. I like that beat. I like it. All right, who do you think? Who do you think that they're targeting? Hey, it's Chris Merrill, uh, Joe Heisinger, Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News. Joe, we talked about this, that the Gilbert Goons largely white, affluent young people. Some 18, some below 18. Teenagers, for the most part, right? I think there's one 20-year-old who's been charged, but probably was a teen when they were committing and the listen, acts. I got to tell you, I got in trouble in my late teens. I was not a, a an adult. I know that my driver's license said he's an adult. I was not mentally an adult. Okay. Sure. All right. It happens. So I, as far as I'm concerned, everybody involved are kids because they just don't have the mental capacity to not be at this time. It's just mm-hmm. that the law says if you're under 18, we don't identify you. That stuff doesn't come out. If you're over 18, everything's out there for everybody to see, including Eris Arredondo, Christopher Fantastic, these other people charged as adults in this case. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, is that the victims largely... Uh, affluent white kids, the attackers largely affluent white kids in the Gilbert Goons case. So we were told. So the video shows. I mean, yes. I I couldn't tell you what their I couldn't tell you what their their family income is. I've seen a few. But of we're the in videos. a million dollar homes. I haven't seen dozens of these videos. I know there's tons of them out there. You mentioned that I've seen them. Yeah, I've seen a couple of them, but I also haven't went on a deep dive at night because I just don't want to see. All of these videos, too. Like yeah, I'm with you. You, you brought up with uh, Robert and Elena when they were in here, and we talked with them from the Republic of... They're the reporters that broke the case in the first place. That, from the that Arizona pointed out the connections. Republic from yeah. Easy Central. Like, doesn't this have some sort of, like, you know, scarring effect on you yeah. to watch it over and over? And, and I would tell you, I don't want to watch it because of that reason. I've seen a couple, mm-hmm. and knowing what happened to Preston Lord... I don't need to see somebody lose their life getting beaten on video. I'm with you. Or somebody get hit in the back of the head with brass knuckles. So I guess I'll say that I haven't sat there and watched them through like you're talking about. I have seen. We've seen pieces of some of them. The embedded footage that they run on the different news sites and things like that. So I've seen that. Okay. So, Joe, I'm going to ask you this. Why do you think, and what's the why? Mm -hmm. In your mind, why do you think the two people of color were the first ones arrested? When videos show lots of people who are who are white, why is it that the first couple of arrests are people of color? I think it's pretty simple. I think it breaks down to demographics. About 75, 80% of Gilbert happens to be white people. Then you've got about 17% that are Latino. About 4% are black. 
So to me, it's just a numbers game. It's easier to identify a Latino and a black person when most of the people in Gilbert happen to be white. Okay, so this is like picking out the the green M M&M and M in a sea of brown M and Ms, right? That's one way to put it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Why do, Why do you think that we saw Fantastic know. and that's Arredondo an first? That's an interesting take on that. It's kind of the. It's you think hard. that's interesting? I think I it's do. just kind of common sense. Just hey, if you're going to tell I me know, that that seventy five percent of your people out there kind of look like Chris and I, they're white people, boring, and then you've got you know seventeen percent Latino, four percent roughly black. Yeah, I think you know if a if a victim comes forward and says, "Hey, one of the people was black. He had a he had a big afro, or he had a fro." It's easier to identify that person. Then you go and look at the video, and you go, "Okay, there's that." And then you go to a school. Let's say you've got two thousand kids, and you can rule out roughly just nineteen hundred of them because they're white, and you're looking for a black kid on a video. It's just a numbers game. All it's right. just easier to identify that. Person. All right, it's just easier to find them than to play Where's Waldo with the other throngs of white kids yeah so my thought was a little bit different on this mm-hmm. um but it also came back to ease ease yeah like you said it's E-A-S-E, easy not not eat like f's like you're failing in school no just no it came back to what is easy uh-huh yeah yeah and i don't th- it, but i didn't come to the same conclusion you did what'd you come I, up with so my, i came up with this why arrest the people of color first mm-hmm. <sighs> I think it's because it's easier to arrest them, not pick them out necessarily, because they already know the names of the other suspects, where they live. They can issue a warrant and go pick them up. But I don't think you get the pushback when you arrest people of color versus affluent young white kids. From the community. Well, from the community, from the individual. So I don't know, for instance, I don't know the background of Christopher Fantastic. Okay, I'll be honest. You don't get the pushback from the individual? You don't get the pushback from Mr. Fantastic? No, you don't. Let me give you a real life example. So yeah. if I'm not mistaken, the article that Gonzalez wrote in the in the Republic uh-huh. was that uh, Christopher Fantastic and Eris Arredondo have public defenders. Yes. Okay. The other kid that was accused by the victim in this case, the 16-year-old white kid whose mother, stepmother, excuse me, mm-hmm. is the principal at Riggs Elementary. Yeah. She goes in and starts talking to detectives and starts throwing a fit. She goes full Karen on them. Yeah, she goes nuts, and I'm. Mm-mm, we're done. We're not helping anymore. We're not cooperating. We're going to do. I mean, she didn't say we're not cooperating, but that's exactly what she, she did. She said we're done here. We're done here. We're yeah. walking out. Yeah, they've got money. They've got prestige. They've got influence in the community. Right? They have, and then they're they're confrontational with the detectives. Fantastic has a public defender who has his case as well as I don't know two dozen other cases he has to try to get through the court. Right. In the case of the young white 16-year-old whose parents have good jobs uh, and have connections in the neighborhood, they go get a really good lawyer, like a Barry Markson or a Rafi or somebody, and they they try to get them. No, they didn't. We don't know that for sure. I don't know who their lawyer is. But the, the point is, it's if we get fantastic, we can probably get either a plea deal or a conviction on this real fast. If we go get the other ones, oh, they're gonna they're gonna pour through all the evidence. They're gonna pick apart our detectiving. Even though what's interesting is they were still talking to the cops without an attorney early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the yeah the principal sixteen year old and and his stepmom step-mom and father. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which was but, dumb. But on their to part. your point, they have more money. They traditionally, I can't remember if you said this on the air or not, but you've argued that we do have kind of a a two tiered legal system in this country. Oh, for the people that have money and the people that don't have money. Sure. Yeah. 
And I think this plays right into that. And then I also think not only do you get pushback from the, the arrestees and their families, but you also get pushback elsewhere. For instance, this story took a national flavor when the New York Post picks it, picked it up. And Gonzalez mentioned that in his article, right? The comments? The comments were <laughs> like, well, this is exactly what we expected. It's always these same people, meaning minorities, right? New York Post says Gilbert Goons runs pictures of a, a black kid and a Latino kid. And they're like, well, there it is. And people are like, well, that's what we thought. Now, these two groups consistently, the pics confirm the stereotypes. Of course. So imagine if the first arrest had been rich white kids. What would the national pushback have been? This is part of uh, Biden's racist justice department trying to uh, destroy the fabric of America. Are you telling me that it's only white kids? I don't believe. And they'd be right. It wasn't just white kids. But it's just interesting that the narrative outside of us talking about it is, well, they took care of the Gilbert Goons. It was the black kid, the Latino kid. They were doing all that stuff. The story hasn't picked up any more national prominence because... Frankly, it fits the narrative, which means that the, the Gilbert cops don't have to deal with pushback. They don't have to deal with the nutters saying, why do you hate America? They don't have to deal with any of that stuff. It's just easier. It's easier. They don't have to deal with angry, the uh, angry lawyers. They have to deal with a public defender. They don't have to deal with angry nutters from other states saying that this is this is baloney. They just deal with people going, that's right. You got them. Thank you for keeping our streets clean and white. That's what they deal with. I think that could be true, but I also don't think the Gilbert police are that smart to go that deep. I don't think they're giving that much thought in terms of, hey, if we release these, you know, if we hand over these two kids to Maricopa County and they release the mugshots, because remember, <laughs> Gilbert didn't put Where those mugshots out there. Where's those guys? <laughs> so if they, you know recommend certain kids for charges, the mugshots get out there. I don't think they're going that many steps down the road. I think that's a very interesting argument. Hmm. I think just to me, it's just more the face value of, hey, yep, we got more white Easier kids to find out here guy. than Latinos or blacks. Huh. I love that you're like, well, they're not smart enough to do that. <laughs> I don't think they're I don't think they're thinking that deep. All I right. think you put a lot more thought into it than they so do. So let's open the phones then. Uh phone number is uh what is our phone number? 602-277-KTAR. 602-277-5827. Do you think the arrests were race based, or is this just where Gilbert PD's good police work took them? 602-277-KTAR. Do you feel like the first arrest in the Gilbert Goons case was race based, or is this just where the the Gilbert PD's good police work took them, 602-277-KTAR. And as much as we are looking at how race plays a role in policing, have you noticed, as we have, how much media uses the race angle, too? Us included. We're talking about it now. You think media is being fair about it? That's next. Chris and Joe, KTAR News. The Chris and Joe Show. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. Right, the goons, uh, we've got how many arrests have we had? 40 arrests of 20-some-odd people. Is that right, Joe? And I know we have a number of other uh, investigations that are still open. There have been some that they say, well, those are kind of fizzled out, but we're still following up other leads. So there's a bunch of stuff going on. Still a lot of a lot of balls in the air. And I think that's just Gilbert that there's been 40 arrests. I don't know if that's total because there's also Santan, Queen, and Creek. Queen Creek, and wasn't there something? Did something go on in Chandler, or was it just the Chandler Unified in the Gilbert School District? And whatever, it there's is. a East lot Valley. of cities 
involved. And yet, and it took a while, because I think many of us were thinking about this. The story is that predominantly the assailants and the victims are affluent uh, white kids. Yeah. And the first arrest that came out back in January was young black man and a young Latino, Latino man. Hmm. And then they followed that up with arresting another young black man. Huh. So then as the story takes a life of its own nationally, the narrative is minorities attacking rich white kids. Thanks, New York Post. But that's not really what we understand the narrative to be here in the Valley. So, Joe, you made the point. You said, well, listen. It's just, a, it's easier to... It's a numbers game. I said it's easier to pick out the green M&M from a sea of uh, red M&Ms. You said... 75% of people in Gilbert are white. About 15 to 20% are Latino. About 5% are black. So you're going to have an easier time... Finding, finding the black a, guy. the Latino and the black guy. I think that the police are just trying to avoid running into pushback from the people that are arrested, who have deeper pockets... Uh, if you arrest the affluent young white kids versus the young people of color who have public defenders. And also, I don't think you get the national pushback from the same people we saw commenting on the New York Post story that are like, well, that's exactly what we expected. Just black and Latino people up to no good. Just uh, just uh, just solid thinkers reading that uh, New York Post all the <laughs> way around. So we asked the question, uh, do you feel like the first arrests were race based or is this just where Gilbert PD's good police work took them? Uh, Mark is in Queen Creek. Mark, you want to start us off here on this? Where uh, where do you fall on that choice? Uh, oh, that's definitely racial profile. What do you think is the motivation behind it? Then why do you think that it was profiled that way? Because it's easier to point the finger at a black person or a Latino or Mexican because well, a white person can't do that wrong. Come on. So, do you think that the police, like in their minds, actively thought? Well, it's obviously the black guy that did this. It's obviously the Mexican kid that did this. Or do you think that in their minds they go, okay, it's going to be a lot easier to just nab these guys first? I think they listened to that principal yeah, and that 16-year-old kid. And they said, oh, let's listen to him because he didn't do it wrong. It's obviously the other ones that did it wrong. Yeah, And there's something wrong with the whole Gilbert Police Department. Now, I think a lot of us are feeling that way. Mark, thanks for the call. I think a lot of us are feeling like the because the, we said the, we mentioned this before, Joe. That the Gilbert Police Department has been ham-handed on this from the beginning. Remember, they said, "Well, the reason that we didn't connect these cases is because none of the victims told us it was Gilbert that the Jones. cases were related." <laughs> <laughs> it's the dumbest argument I've ever heard in my life. Well, listen, I don't know why you didn't tell us that Bill Cosby was a serial rapist after he did you. I mean, if you'd have told us that, then we could have stopped him. Like, what's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So uh, let me check. Uh, Abe is in Mesa. Abe, next up here, as we ask uh, the first arrest, were they race-based or is it just good police work from the Gilbert PD? Uh, I believe it was uh, race-based because it is easier to uh, prosecute a Hispanic or, or a Latino or a black kid. And it makes the community feel like, oh, okay, our community is safe. It's just these minority kids are moving in, and they're bringing the gangs. Um, I have two things about that. If that's true, why haven't the Gilbert Goons been given the status of gangs? Why aren't we saying this is a legit street gang? They're supposedly well, we still looking into that, Abe. Yeah. But to his well, point, the they're taking a long time to look into, into it. it. They are. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, I think the reason is you've had, what, maybe three minorities arrested and the rest are Caucasian? Yeah, as far based, as I know. Based on what well, we know, yes, there's been a number who are yeah. under the age of 18 that we, we haven't seen. We don't really know. Yeah. Well, we don't want to say these Caucasian kids are the street gang because then it's a whole different ballgame. Trial and everything else is different. And they've got parents where they have money and they can pay for lawyers. And mm-hmm. we don't want our community to know that your next door neighbor in the million dollar house has a kid that belongs to a street gang. Let me play devil's I advocate with you for going on. Let me play devil's advocate with you for a minute, Abe. Do you think that it's possible that to investigate whether or not a group of individuals is a criminal street gang could could take some time to put together and you can't just, you know, willy nilly make that decision? No, it, it does not take time. I'm I'm a I'm like every, a lot of people here. I'm not from Arizona. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Grew up in the city. Mm-hmm. Okay, I remember if you know anything or heard anything about street gangs. I remember when the Latin King Street Gang was nothing but twelve neighborhood kids mm. protecting their neighborhood, and now it's the biggest Hispanic street gang in the nation. Yeah. So my we other, were a gang from day one. My other question, Abe, is. You don't you don't think it's possible, again, playing devil's advocate here, that Gilbert police say, hey, this is the first case that we've got here. It's this uh, son of uh, Rick Keener. He got hit in the back of the head with brass knuckles. And, you know, we know that we're looking for a black kid and a Latino kid. We can see him here on video so that those would be easier to pick out of a crowd. And Gilbert, you don't think that's possible? You think that they out went out of their way to say, hey, let's find a Latino kid and a black kid simply because that 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 would uh, upset the community potentially? I think it was an opportunity that they ran into that just happened to be a black kid and a Hispanic kid that were part of this. So let's run with this. Hmm. It's easier to prosecute them and easier to make the community feel, look, we got them. We're going to stop these people from moving into our city and ruining that. But here's the other thing. We just had what? Some vice pr- a vice principal of a school who's minor was part yeah. of this? A, yeah. a principal yeah. whose stepson allegedly was, yes. Right. Yeah. Okay, now you wait till the day we find out that some law enforcement personnel kid is involved. That's when it's going to blow up. It could. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, Honestly, I think a lot of us have been speculating about that for a while, too. We hey, don't know one, what's oh, going to happen. Oh, yeah. One last one, and, and then we're going to move on here. Like, does it sure. does it potentially undo some of your argument that, hey, the police came forward with the black kid and the Latino kid first, and then they roll out dozens of kids who do apparently they are all white? No, they I think have that, no choice. I think that's, videos. I think that ferments his the argument. Videos were mostly Caucasian kids. What do you do now? Oh, yeah. Now, so now we got a jam. So, <laughs> Abe, Abe, I'm I'm, I'm kind of seeing what you're saying there, uh, Abe. Joe, to your point, if yeah, they have, think? so let's say that they have 10 people that they're going to arrest. They're uh-huh. ready to arrest 10 people. Yeah, black Three kid of them, first, Latino kid second, and then. And then another black kid. Uh-huh. And then all white kids. So you got 10 people that are ready to go and yep. you trot out the three minorities, but then the other So then seven, you think the community kind of moves on at that point and goes. Well, obviously they didn't move on, but I, I just wonder like, if you're going to make 10 or 15 or 20 arrests of people. Yeah. What a strange coincidence that when you've got 17 of the 20 are white, you trot out the three minorities first. That's just a little weird. 
I mean, statistically speaking, it's anomalous, is it not? It is, but again, okay. that's where I go to the maybe they were easier to find based on who's out there. And I think this goes back to what Abe was saying. Maybe it's easier to prosecute them. Let's get a few wins Could under be. our belt Could is be. what the cops are saying. Sure. Uh, I'm just curious about the whole uh, uh, white savior side of this whole article, too. I don't know if you noticed this, but the author interviewed three different um, people, four people, uh, one couple middle-aged white couple in Gilbert, and then another woman, middle-aged white woman in Gilbert, and then a former NAACP leader who lives in Tempe. Huh. Evidently, they couldn't find the fantastic family that was in Gilbert to interview anybody else of color in that area. I thought that was a little odd. We may have opened a can of worms here talking about the race in the goons case, but now that the lid is off, we're going to start asking how many worms are in the can. And then we wonder where the can of worms proverb came from and how many people keep worms in a can. Why is keeping worms in a can bad? See, lots more questions. That's next. Chris and Joe show KTAR news. Chris Merrill, Joe Heisinga, the Chris and Joe show. We've left with a bunch of unanswered questions. I'm Chris Merrill. He's Joe Hyzenga. The Gilbert Goons attack, largely affluent white kids attacking affluent white kids. Yeah, the first array, the first arrests were black uh, kid, black Latino, kid. yeah, no kid, technically young adult, uh, kid in my book, right? Yeah. And then another uh, black kid, young adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> just kind of makes you wonder. Joe, you were looking at demographics as well, and you were saying, well, listen, Gilbert itself is 75% white. Yeah. Right? But these attacks are going on, they're going on, like, around the the Santan Mall, aren't they? Or Santan Village? All over the place out there. It's not just there. I mean, there's the in and out there's been parking garages, there's been, you know, any number of places. White Wing, the neighborhood. All right. That is affluent, right? Yeah. My my in-laws are in Queen Creek now. They but, used to live in Power Ranch, which is one of the more affluent areas but there. But the In-N-Out Burger is not like a one percenter establishment. Anybody can go out there and get their number one with, with animal-style fries. It's not like you go out there and, and your, your fries come Del- with this. They don't come with a side of parsley, Mr. Merrill. It's not Del Taco in, El, in Alhambra. No, it's, it's not. not. No. But it's also an In-N-Out. It's okay. just a hangout. But listen. I lived, when I was in Mesa, I was in that little, I call it the little dingleberry that drops below uh, the 60, right? And and it's kind of, it's near Tempe, Chandler, and Gilbert. So Gilbert was like a mile away. And Gilbert that I lived by was not Gilbert Santan Village, all right? Mm -hmm. So Gilbert at at, at Baseline and Arizona Avenue is not Santan Village, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. So when we talk about demographics and you say, well, the city of the town of Gilbert is 75 percent whites. Would you say 16 percent Latino? Roughly like four or five percent black. Right. Okay. Well, the areas that we're discussing here is like 95 percent white, Mm -hmm. 5 percent not white. Sure. Right. It's even more gentrified. Mm -hmm. All right. One of the things that just interesting that we were able to somehow arrest the only non-whites in that area. One of the things that that I wanted to get into with you, and I, I told you, I, I I respect your point. I think it's a good one. I think it's a little too heady. You're talking about, you know, Mesa police and all of this. Mm-hmm. One of the things that gets me is if you're the Mesa police and you know, hey, oh, we, we've got this uh, African-American suspect. We've got this Latino suspect. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you need to be thinking about the order in which you do hand them over? Like, don't you need to think about like, hey... We've been. How's telling, this going to play? Yeah, 
And I don't feel like they're doing that. And maybe you just sit there and go, hey, you know what? We solved this one or we found this person. We're referring them for charges. And you just go in the order that they come. But I do think you should be thinking about what's going on in the community. And you you don't just. Joe, I feel like you're agreeing with me right now. It's like you start the conversation by saying, Chris, I respect your opinion, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to agree with you. Like, uh, I don't think of that as bad, Joe. I think you're agreeing with me here. And and I'm going to go ahead and say I like that. Well, no, no, no. No, I'm not being a jerk to you or (laughs) your point. But my my point is, I just don't know that the cops are thinking about it deeply enough and are thinking about what's going on in their community. Mm. Again, you're, I think you're, what you're saying is the point is that the cops aren't smart enough to think that far ahead. Yeah. I think my point is that instinctually they say this is the easiest path, which doesn't disagree with their, the whole they're not smart enough to do otherwise. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And even the police chief was like, how dare you say this about us? That's insult. No, insulting is saying that the victims didn't identify their attackers in a manner that made you think maybe they were all somehow related. Right. Well, they didn't tell us it was a bunch of related attacks. So how would we know? Agreed. That's just nonsense. Or coming forward and looking for victims and not not really the suspects. Y- yeah. Yeah. Just if anybody else has ever caught a beating, just let us know. Listen, we watch things in East Valley unfold. No wonder growing up today is harder than it was in previous generations. And you might be surprised to learn what Gen Z is doing better than the rest of us, but also where they're struggling. That's next on KTAR News.